July 12, 2018. Welcome to Postmarkum 14. I'm Scott Southern. And I'm Tim Crisp, your host. Scott, my friend. Some people think that I'm being tough. Others might say I'm just I'm just here with a target on my body. But I'm working through the injury. You're playing through the pain. Oh, playing through the pain. They they tried to bring me down, but I'm going to make it through. It's going to be a gutsy performance. It's going to be one that the people remember. You know, I could see that you were uh, working through something a little bit with the tape, uh, taping up your injury here. Yeah, they tried to they tried to keep me down, but I'm back. I'm here. I'm ready to podcast. Are you sure you're in full fighting form for this? You know what? I might only be 80%. It looks like you're only 80%. But I can still give 100, baby. Mm, that's an admirable that's an admirable ad- attitude to take. We'll see how it uh plays itself out here. Yeah, I'm just my I, th- here's the thing is that we you should always take time to appreciate the people who are doing what they are doing in professional wrestling, putting their bodies through the massive amounts of of harm and hurt and doing this without contracts and health insurance and all of this shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I, I do the most minuscule manual labor and I have to go to get uh cupping and and acupuncture and structural body work at the fucking liberal co-op health <laughs> clinic in my dumbass hipster neighborhood because i lifted like five 80 pound bags for an hour 80 pounds yeah that's a lot of weight why is it that any anyway we're here we're back we're back you're wrapped up i'm wrapped up and ready to go uh hey welcome to postmarkdom Matter perspectives in professional wrestling. We had an exciting week in the wrestling world. Like saying two weeks, we missed you last week. It was the fourth All of right. July. We had to celebrate. Yeah. But uh I'd say the the most noteworthy uh piece of, of news in the wrestling world uh didn't recur, didn't occur in a wrestling ring, happened in the octagon. Oh some real fighting. Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar shows up at UFC. The they got a new heavyweight champion. Brock Lesnar shows up and cuts a huge promo about how he's gonna wallop this fool. And he tosses a couple curse words in there. He gets fired up. He gets pink real quick. He gets pink real quick. <laughs> it's kind of funny how watching him hop into the ring like that and and just like cut that mean promo on him. It's kind of funny. I feel like. We've all undersold Lesnar's ability to be present in a uh, a promo sense. Right, because he's had Heyman doing it. Who's the fucking best, obviously. It's so good and it's such a it's such a great relationship that there's no reason even seeing like what Brock did at UFC. But here's my question for you. Why does this matter for pro wrestling yeah it's well there's a couple things that are happening here right like i think the most important thing to bring up is the fact that this was so clearly a work right off the bat brock lesnar's giddy ass smile when he stands up and walks into the ring when he gets called out by cormier 
He is just grinning ear to ear the whole time. He frowns for a brief moment to shove DC, and as that happens, he uh, he just immediately reverts to this grin. He's just having so much fucking fun. The carnival is starting, and he's just like, oh, my God. Like, let's make some money here. Well, I mean, and that's, like, always been his his fucking bag in there is that he's bringing in this, like, pro-wrestling side of it where, you know, the narrative with Brock Lesnar in UFC is that he's a fake fighter who is also a very good real fighter. But, you know, there's only been a couple of just glimpses of, like, the ability to to translate like the you know the pomp and circumstance of professional wrestling and bring that part into ufc yeah i i think i think what's what's so magical about brock is that there's a lot of things i think but one of them on this cross promotional level is that he brings wrestling to ufc and he brings fighting to the wwe right he brings like actual violence over and this like real ability to hurt people, he brings WWE, and he brings this enormous promotional value. He's not a valid. Uh, uh, he's he shouldn't be the number one contender right now for the UFC championship heavyweight championship. He's not a valid opponent at all. Everyone thinks he's going to get his ass whomped here, and there are plenty of other people that are in line here for uh, the UFC belt. But this match is going to make them so much fucking money. Well, it's kind of like you know. Oddly enough, the UFC example of Ronda Rousey is fighting in WWE right now. The idea that Ronda Rousey should have to, you know, go through the traditional Mm -hmm. like build that every new star goes through is, you know, kind of absurd when you think about the fact that it's Ronda fucking Rousey. Of course, she should be in a title match. Like, of course, she should be given special treatment. And like, dude, I don't. I have what I would, you know, consider to be a, I guess, like a dead spin awareness of what's happening in UFC right now, right? Like, yeah. I go to the front page of Deadspin, so like I see the things happen when they're happening. That's that's like what I know, and that's the extent of what I know about UFC. I don't know the name of a fucking person in UFC that's not Brock Lesnar and CM Punk. Sure. There's no stars left. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think that's worth pointing out that neither of us are really big UFC guys. I watch like the major fights, you know, like three or four a year, maybe. Uh, but yeah, similarly, like I don't know the names of all the, I think the famous the dudes. One, I think the only one that I've ever watched all the way through, not counting the first CM Punk fight, was when Ronda lost. That's, oh, I man. think that's the only UFC fight that I've ever the actually first, watched. Oh, that's the rough. The first loss. That it's, was such a rough fight. Yeah. But it's yeah, people like Ronda, right. I think. And I think that speaks a lot to our wrestling fandom that when these matches turn into more than just, you know, uh, competitions of violence, when it turns into circus circus shit, yeah. I think that's when it becomes really interesting. And that's what's happening right here. And it's, I think, I don't, I think it's a really interesting um like melding of worlds that's happening, but it's also something that UFC clearly needs for to like up these buy rates. It's really are they making are they like on a downward trend as far as like buys 
go? I'm Do not we... sure. I don't. I, so this last show, I think, had like 300,000 buys. Uh-huh. Um, but what I think is like the most, which, you know, is a lot less than what WWE was getting uh, for major pay-per-views uh, when they were still selling pay-per-views. Right. Uh, but I think what's more telling than anything is the fact that that UFC contract with ESPN and, and ABC or whatever that contract that they just signed right, right before WWE signed the Fox contract, it was like half as much as the SmackDown Fox yeah. contract, which is super telling in the fact that, you know, more people want to watch this bullshit, you know, fake sport than they want to watch UFC when it seems in, you know, real life walking around, it's a lot easier to talk to people about, oh, did you watch the big fight last night? People watch this and people care about it. Right. Uh yeah. yeah, I think that there's, you know, I think that there's the fact that, like, being an adult wrestling fan has certainly become, it's not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as to say that it's uh, entirely accepted. Sure. But the difference in liking wrestling now as opposed to 10 years ago, it's oh yeah pretty stark. Um, but... Yeah, you know, I I think that, and I remember a few years ago, there was a Triple H quote where someone asked him about UFC, and he's like, you know, it's great, but they could really stand to take some lessons from the way we do it. And it got turned into this thing like Triple H like shits on UFC, and he's just like, dude, there's a lack of payoff that happens in some of these fights where it's just like, all right, let's like build it and it's over in a minute and a half and it's two guys who just have no personality at all so yeah like why wouldn't you inject wrestling it's the same thing with like ali like yeah fucking that guy made his living on making everybody care about that fight whether it was uh you know everybody tunes in because they want to see him get punched in the face or they want to see him fucking win and I think that it's really important to note that Ali was just doing the same thing the wrestlers are doing now, right? Yeah. Ali, I'm sure Ali wasn't nearly as abrasive as he came off uh, for a lot of those rivalries, a lot of those feuds. He's being a dick to sell tickets, man. That guy knew how to make money, and he knew how to make himself the most the most important fighter in the whole world. Yeah, I mean, it's like he's pretty famously, you know, a big fan of Gorgeous George. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually, I did a healthy dive into uh his relationship with joe lewis after oh i'm sorry not joe lewis uh joe frazier yeah joe frazier fucking hates that guy like you know up until there was like an article in uh sports illustrated in 1996 <laughs> and it's about joe frazier just like being unable to like not take shots at Muhammad Ali when he's like signing autographs or like people bring up Muhammad Ali and, and Frazier's like, I knock that guy out. Like, fuck that guy. Yeah. And, and his Still kids are just like, uh, he's like, I was a friend to him. And it's like, dude, you're old. Fucking get over it. It doesn't matter. You guys had one of the greatest feuds ever. Who cares? Yeah. you like, you are, you had millions of dollars uh, because that guy like said fucked up shit about you that doesn't age very well to when you read about it but you know Muhammad sure. Ali's talking him into the building 
Yeah, I mean, he's the one that made him all that money. Yeah. Not solely, but obviously, like, that that rivalry wouldn't have been nearly the same without Ali. And I think, you know, when we see this now with people like Conor McGregor, uh, who I think brings a ton of this carnival stuff to to the UFC. And, you know, like I said, I watch some of the big UFC matches. I watch the Conor fights because he makes right. things really fun. He's a prick. He's a piece of shit. Uh, and he's really fun to watch, and he can back it up in the ring. It's it's all wrestling stuff that really translates. This stuff translates really well from wrestling over to UFC. And I don't think it's – I think people – there's been backlash, right? There's been a lot of backlash from the UFC community recently because of this clearly, you know, pre-scripted segment. Yeah, but, like, honestly, like, when it when it comes down to it, like, who who would you rather spend time with? The uh, the guy who watches uh, five hours of wrestling during the week, or the guy who's watching five hours of UFC during the week. Oh, you know how much terrifying. Monster Energy drink is in one of those people. <laughs> you know, you know, the, the the you want to talk about men's rights, people. Like that's that's it. That's your. Oh my God, they love Donald Trump, but I guess so does uh, WWE. Yeah, I don't know um, that really. But uh, here's the thing, Brock Lesnar is the WWE universal champion. And I think that there has been a lot of, you know, speculating on is Brock Lesnar's next title defense, his last. And does this signify the end? And then he's off to UFC or like, what are the fucking chances that, that guy, that guy walks into a UFC ring with the WWE Universal title. I mean, is that is that something that they're willing to risk? Right. And and this is another one of the things about Brock that's so perfect that he he always has that aura of uh, unpredictability. We every time he does, he makes any real move. You know, we complain a lot about how Brock is, you know, been kind of uh, hogging the spotlight and holding the bell hostage and like, having these boring matches for the past year. But as soon as he decides to do something big, he does something big and it shifts paradigms and it changes mm-hmm. the way wrestling's working completely. And this is such an opportunity to do some really ridiculous. There's a, there's the opportunity for a real rival company here happening. That isn't even in the same sport, which kind of can blow some shit up in really interesting ways. Yeah, And because people like, Cormier have talked about going to the WWE. Like, this is a really interesting crossover event, basically. Well, I mean, it's starting to, like, really pan out and, like, make sense. And, like, when you stop and think about it, it's like, I mean, I slipped up saying Joe Lewis, but Joe Lewis fucking wrestled. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's the, I I guess, like, kind of a time-honored tradition of, like, ex-boxers. Ex-football players are, like, still going in there, but, like, you know, up until, you know, Steve Mongo McMichael is a really good example. Like, that guy had, like, a notable professional football career and then went into wrestling. Like, it makes sense as as a landing pad for somebody who's like, all right, well, I'm only 30 and I can't do what I'm doing, but I'm, like, a physical specimen. Yeah, 100%. And we see people like Bobby Lashley right now, who's an ex-Bellator fighter, you know? Yeah. This crossover is continuing to happen. And I think finding the the spectacles of people, the the specimen of people that are those transcendent fighters or athletes of whatever sport really makes... it, It gives a lot of weight to the 
the sport or the art or whatever whatever wrestling is well and also like you're kind of like manufacturing competition i think that they're if they're talking about wwe anywhere outside of wwe like that's a good thing and yeah. it's the same as it worked during the monday night wars where you know you have somebody who is you know forcing you to do better and i would say that like the fact that wwe is getting like free publicity from all of this is probably giving a bit of a catalyst to, like make the product better and like the idea that people like could come in and like bring a whole new level of athleticism or you know a heightened sense of reality like that's all super exciting i would say it is a very exciting time to just be a wrestling fan like we had we had uh the the g1 special from new japan that was this past weekend wild fantastic professional wrestling program and i don't know like I guess every time we like kind of we venture into like New Japan stuff, it's like how much should we be talking about it? I guess sure, but you know this is a great show. It was it was a fantastic show, uh, accessible, and I think that they they've gotten really good over the past you know few years of like understanding like their american market like really well and like new japan was on fucking mark cuban's cable channel all weekend jim ross to the commentary uh for this show uh broke a rib during the process dude so the the match of the night for me was uh was jay white and juice robinson and jay white knocks the announce table <laughs> into Jim Ross. Poor guy. And the fucking color commentator gets up, starts like, you know, slow walking towards him, gets in the ring, like turns it into into this really fucking great moment uh, within a fucking fantastic match. Jay White, like, is kind of, he's running an interesting uh, turn, I guess, over the past, like, year or so where they kind of they kind of put the rocket ship on him they gave him uh they gave him tanahashi at wrestle kingdom i think we were all kind of like that was pretty good good showing okay gave him the u.s title i was like all right that was pretty good this was the first time that i watched a jay white match that i was like oh my god like fucking fantastic work and and juice robinson is wrestling with a broken hand that guy cuts such a good promo after the after oh the match. Oh my god! Juice Robinson is so cool, and it's so it's been so neat to see him just flourish after NXT, and then to see him acknowledge that is really neat. Yeah, and I think that it's like that was one of the moments too where you're like you kind of think of Juice as you know, the guy's name's Juice. He's a he's a goofball, <laughs> and then he like just turns in just a pretty flawless wrestling match um takahashi broke his fucking neck it looks like he's in an okay spot he's not gonna need surgery yeah the reports which is good i guess i don't know um it's scary that spot was scary as hell dude it just looks bad it was fucking rough and i watched that and then heard that he'd like broken his neck and i was like well i you know 
I knew exactly where that happened. He finished the match. Yeah. He still did dope shit after it happened. Uh, Jeff Cobb works a really good match, which is exciting because Jeff Cobb is a guy that, that we've seen here around Chicago. Um, Pat Creed and I saw him at WrestleMania weekend, just like in his gear, waiting for a ride with just like a towel on his head, but just like standing on the sidewalk, just like cool. texting someone. I was like, dude, I think that's Jeff Cobb. And he's like, I don't think so. I'm like, yeah, I think so. Uh, and and Cody Rhodes versus Kenny Omega in the main event, fucking got a superplex off of a ladder. That that ladder superplex is so great, <sighs> with his legs flailing around in Dude, the air. Dude, oh my god! Um, and seemingly like fucking change of guard in the Bullet Club. Yeah, it's big. It's it's all it's all super exciting. Um, and the G one tournament starting. Uh, can't wait for that. But we've also got we got a pay per view coming up this weekend. WWE Extreme Rules 2018. We're back in the swing of things. Um, feels good. I'm excited. We haven't. I haven't watched a pay per view. Just sat down and done the done the old order some food and sit down on a Sunday night. Oh, I can't wait. I'm it's gonna working, be great. I'm working that night until like. 6.30. Oh, perfect. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to come right over. Mm. I'm going to be like, hey, what's on the pre-show? And you know what you're going to say? You're going to say, oh, it's Sanity versus the New Day. Which is sick. I'm very excited for this for this match. I love it. It's great. I, I, I really like that the place the New Day is in right now where it's like they're kind of they're jobbing a lot. Mm-hmm. It's totally okay. They're still fucking. They're still hilarious. They're still fun. They're still somebody that you look forward to watching. And you know, and whenever they want, they're back in it. Yeah, that's that's what's really cool about them right now. Just a couple, like a month or two ago, we talked about before Money in the Bank. We talked about the fact that you know, kind of. Uh, prophesizing which one of those members was going to be in the money in the bank match and how that run could go if they won just the idea that just a couple months ago we're booking each of these as singles champions yeah and now you know they're in the pre-show and they're gonna lose and it's okay and that's not it it, we've been doing that for like three years yeah and yeah it's um i think it's good it's gonna be great for sanity i I, they're one of those factions that I'm like, I'm just really nervous about how it's going to go with them. I feel like there's, my fear is kind of like the, they do like a couple things, they get a couple wins, and then somebody just is like, yeah, over it. Mm-hmm. And then they're jobbing until their contracts run out. But I mean, I love Sanity, man. Dude, I think that they're so fucking fantastic. They're great. It, when uh, Pat and I went to that NXT show in Milwaukee and Eric Young was just so on fire as like a house show, just hamming it up for the audience, yeah. just swearing at everybody in the front row, yelling at everybody, just really like digging into people in this really interesting way. I also just watched uh, the uh, Ronnie's short run in TNA, Ronnie from Jersey Shore. No fucking way. Yeah, it's like three appearances i think something uh-huh. like that does he wrestle yeah 
He's in a match with Eric Young. He's teamed up with Eric Young. Get the fuck out. Uh-huh. It's great. It's it's there's I don't know I don't remember their names. There's two dudes that uh-huh. play, you know, Jersey Shore type characters. Oh, and okay. they're calling out Ronnie saying he's, you know, fake Jersey trash, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And so Ronnie and Eric Young they they get to shove in and they, uh-huh. you know, eventually book this little match. What's Eric Young's character in TNA like? Uh, he's just like a mean, he's kind of similar, a little uh-huh. like a grungy, you know, yeah. tough guy, whatever. Is kind he of a like tough psychotic? Guy. No, not as crazy. Uh-huh. Not, not as much of like a, a crust punk, but you know, he's there and he's, he's like a, a mean ass, like YOLO yeah, 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 dude. Yeah. Do you, this is like, do you know when this happens in like the Jersey Shore timeline? I don't. So I got in. I got into a bit <laughs> of a hole, man. Tell me about this so, hole that you're in. Uh, I think it's post. Uh, I think it's before the end of Jersey Shore, uh-huh. the original run. Yeah. Uh, but it's like in. So, oh, oh, okay. Before. Before like, that, like last season, season yeah. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. but it was like clear that things were falling apart at that right. point because around the same time, I think it's like a year and a half span. Ronnie has like actual matches. Jay Wow shows up to fight this other this dude this, these like jersey guys is like uh-huh. female counterpart she shows up and like starts smashing this lady's head against the ring angelina shows up at Yo, some point angelina and snooki are like on the same team at some point right i don't know because snooki fought in wwe yeah at wrestlemania yeah at and, Mania, she, was, and like, she was awesome great appearance yeah. that's what i was gonna i was gonna be like all right so snooki's uh wrestlemania appearance versus ronnie's uh tna snooki's like, definitely the best wrestler of uh-huh. the jersey shore crew Fantastic. but ronnie like looked okay in the ring i think he does like a body slam and i think he does like a spine buster maybe uh-huh. fi- it, it's very much a celebrity in yeah, the ring yeah, type yeah. situation but he, he does he's all right. Short, right. He's short. Yeah. Yeah. He's shorter than EY. And it's really funny to see. I mean, he, you know, he looks yeah. great in the ring. It's Eric fun. Young is not a big guy. He's not a big man. Uh, but it, yeah, it's fun. It's a really fun thing to, to. And it's fun to watch Eric Young. I think like this is the whole point I was trying to get to is that it's fun to watch Eric Young carry this like wacky ass bullshit segment. Uh-huh. That, you know, is just the celebrity spot. And right. it's not a big thing. And he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, here I yeah, am. I got this. But he sells it really well, and he yeah. like puts he definitely puts his heart into it, and definitely mm-hmm. like. I wonder what the value of like being that person is. You know, if someone's like, it, like somebody uh, is watching TNA and they're watching them, they're just being like, "Damn, this guy's like doing like really well with this. Maybe he's worth looking into." I want or. Sure. You know, I, I like I don't know. I feel like, you know, just they always give they always give somebody, you know, they they have a they pair a wrestler that's like you're in good hands when you're yeah. working with this person, you know, in order to, to do this. I just wonder, like, what that sort of, you know, how does that look on a resume? Sure. That like I helped handle Ronnie for, well, I mean, that was like, that's an interesting thing too with Cody Rhodes and, um, what's his name from, uh, arrow that uh-huh. dude that you oh, remember right. that yeah, guy yeah, that yeah. came, Stephen Amell, uh-huh. Stephen Amell came in for some dumb spot and it was fine. He, they had like a decent match, but it was a really interesting thing to have Cody be the handler there because he's the perfect, he was the perfect person to do that in WWE, right. where you know, he's a great hand. They don't have any spot for him otherwise. And now they're the, that dude is going to be an all-in. 
Stephen Amell is at All In. They're no best way. buds, man. No way. Yeah. They're, and he's like very stoked about it. It seems like a really interesting and like fun friendship that they've formed. Well, that's great. You know, it's nice to. I bet you that that Pat Patterson and Lawrence Taylor and uh, and Diesel just <laughs> hang out all the time. They're just tight buddies. They're just, they're just pals. Um, all right, we, we we got a heck of a card. These fucking here's the problem with these co-branded pay-per-views, though. I work on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. I, this show's gonna be long. There are eleven matches. I think it's it's great that we're doing the the less pay per views per year. I don't like a four hour show. Yeah, this thing's gonna be okay. So we have the new day and sanity in the pre show. What's the other match? That's the only ones announced this pre show, right? Right. What's the other pre show match here? I'm There's thinking, at least one more. <sighs> Well, okay, so I watch Hulu Raw. Does, um, and I don't think I've seen anything with like Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt versus B Team. How has that been playing out? It's been funny. They just, the B Team continues that because Bray's been hurt. He got in a minor uh-huh. car accident, uh, which, whatever. He's Was fine. he at fault? I think so, yeah. TMZ <laughs> reported on it. <laughs> I think it was his. He was just. Yeah, it is his fault. He was distracted driving. Ugh. Who knows, man? Uh, but yeah, the B team's just been having singles matches with Matt Hardy, and has they've just been beating him regularly, uh-huh. which has been really fun. Yeah, and you know, it's the same. They've been doing the same thing. They, Dude, here's the thing. I agree with the B team in theory. I'm so happy that I like don't have to watch it every week. Dude, I don't know. I yeah. like them. I'm down. <laughs> I think they're a lot of fun. And they're just really cute when they celebrate together, I think, is what I like the most. Yeah. They yeah, hug yeah, each yeah. other like real friends. Well, th- and that's good. I feel like they're doing... We've been talking, I think, the past few weeks about how they seem to be doing some good work with just like, we got a little tag team division mm-hmm. on our hands here. It's uh, it's working. And yeah, so... But that would be my vote for... Uh, for pre-show match yeah i think that makes sense um unless it's uh unless it's one of the the women's matches in which case i would say that like all right well now we know like who's retaining their belt if it's gonna be on the pre-show the thing with both of those is that there's stakes on both there's stakes with both of them like not wacky stipulations Mm -hmm. i'm nervous for finn balor and baron corbin yeah i think they might get relegated to the right well i i don't are they like with Corbin is it is it like you're gonna be you're gonna be the constable but you're also gonna work but it's kind of like when Jerry Lawler came in as the announcer who would sometimes work like I don't think Jerry Lawler won a single match during that time but you know he'd wrestle on every you know third pay-per-view or whatever I don't know because it seems like they're pretty invested in Corbin right like they've been pushing him in a bunch of different ways for a long time and backing off right. at times as well. But he's got a very prominent spot well, on TV every week. Give up with this guy. I mean, it's, I like the constable. I think I like the constable the most. I like him more now than I ever have. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you get a, a little bit of a of a human side. Some guys just like I know. I know that I suck. I know that I'm so disagreeable. Mm-hmm. That, that guy. That guy is one of the most disagreeable people <laughs> to look at. That, like, if I saw that guy on the street, like, 
I would slow down just so I could like stare at him with just rage. Look at that dumb looking Dude, man. Look at that fucking guy like i'm on my bike i see that guy on a corner i'm like slowing down and i'm like turning almost to the point where it's like unsafe for me to be on a bicycle because my head is turned backwards so much (laughs) but Uh, yeah yeah. it's good when it's good when he owns that batista did a great job of owning that when he left and he gave that that goodbye that's now like the greatest gif ever and everyone's like everyone loved him in that moment and forever have you seen the guardians of the galaxy oh yeah let me tell you i saw iron man 3 on the plane oh when i was going to europe they had it on the plane oh my god they had it on the plane oh and then i that must have were you business class i was in uh i was flying the plane actually (laughs) yeah i was in pilot's class (laughs) (laughs) so hey we got uh we got alexa bliss versus nia Jax. yeah Uh, i feel like i feel like nia Jax could use a a good like uh cool down period uh, just because she's like turned face and and heel like six times in three months, it's unfortunate. I think she's great. Um, yeah, I think we all do, right? Yeah, no right? one's against Nia we, Jax. I think we just want like a consistent Nia Jax character, which isn't her fault. She's, um, I mean, I, so there's definitely like a, a bit of exhaustion with these two right now, right? Mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss had belt, had the championship belt for a year or whatever for a very extended period of time her and naya had this very extended feud all the way up to mania and now they're just like right back at it two months later yeah and i mean that's like it's it's funny because i think that this is what we're this is what we're really used to with the period of time between mania and SummerSlam. is like there's these there are these feuds that just continue for like no real reason. Mm-hmm. I think that they obviously like that money in the bank cash in was fucking awesome. It was sick. And then the next day happened and it's like, Oh damn, like now I gotta, now I gotta live with this. Yeah. Now we just have this situation again. And we got Carmilla and Oscar, uh, with James Ellsworth in a, in a cage. In a cage. How is this going to even go? I, I don't. I don't know. These never work very well. The, these are those, like I always think of the uh, Mankind Undertaker at Survivor Series 1996. I love putting on Survivor Series 96. I love skipping that match. It's just like <laughs> Paul Bear is like up in a cage, and like that's the whole thing. And you're like, it's not very engaging. Um, it, I think it it always tends to end with like. Somehow James Ellsworth is going to assist Carmella right. in a win. Um, it's distracting a, a bit. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. And it's tough. It's tough here with Oscar, who had been the most legitimate opponent in the women's they division. They fucked that up. They fucked it up. I mean, maybe we'll see what happens after this feud. You know what they're doing a really good job on. Becky Lynch, and oh, she's fucking taking God. that. She is taking that title at SummerSlam, and who better to take it from than someone who doesn't fucking deserve it? It's true. That's Carmella. It's Go true. back to Staten Island. I think oh, both man, these... Brooklyn is going to tear her apart. Oh, they're going to be, gonna so be pissed. like, hey, get on the subway and get out of here. Go eat a Coney <laughs> Island hot dog yeah. on the 
zipper. Rolly coaster, the zipper. Uh, I think both of these women's matches are in a very prime spot to be like fantasy booking, right? Like we're talking about Carmella versus Becky, which is, you know, this that's an optimal, an optimal match in the future, an optimal path for this to take. But right now, it's kind of like, well, I don't know how this match is even going to go. Yeah. I don't really love it. Similarly with Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax, we got Ronda on the outside, and we're already booking some sort of SummerSlam. Right. You know, Ronda takes it from Alexa or Nia or a triple threat or yeah. whatever. Either way, like, that's going to be a really fun match once Ronda's introduced. I think both of these are kind of holdovers right now that are just kind of there. Totally. And I think it's, you know, it's the thing with, with holdovers is – you kind of you forget about them quickly, especially if it. Hey, I mean, I read Becky Lynch has more wins on TV, like on on SmackDown and yeah. on Raw than anybody else. I believe that she wins all the time. Dude, she's so good. She's the fucking best. Um, she's been posting all of these Sami Zayn videos recently because he's doing some charity shit. Yeah, she's just cool, dude. She's a good person. I love Becky Lynch. Yeah, she just seems great. I feel like uh, I feel like the Irish are, are really well represented right now. I had a, I had a great crossover. Um, the hardcore podcast that I listen to, one of the guys does uh, does a podcast about wrestling movies, and his co-host was on the hardcore podcast. And then they were talking about the bridge nine boards and they were talking about how some of these people are like doing things that are unaffiliated with hardcore. And the co the co-host guy was like, Oh yeah. Uh, face fuck me. Finn girl was on the bridge nine boards. <laughs> the girl that held up that sign that said face fuck me. Finn <laughs> Was like That's big so on the bridge nine boards in like the mid two thousands. Dude, the B nine boards were a huge. They were the. They were like there was a lot of crossover with Yo, the Planet X boards. It was it was so fucking dope. And then they're just like looking at pictures of Finn Balor, and they're all like, "Oh my god, he's so handsome." Face fuck me, Finn. guys. Like, no, he's sketchy as fuck. And they're like, "Fuck you, he lives in Greenpoint." <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. Yeah. Um, I, I, I am also like fantasy booking for Finn for SummerSlam. Like it doesn't have to be for a title, but I want that guy like in a prominent match. Like yeah. I feel like ever since like his uh, his win over Kevin Owens like in Brooklyn and NXT, like that's his fucking spot. That's his zone. Like SummerSlam last year. Yeah. Like um, – yeah, so I I hope that like it's upward trajectory for Finn for sure. Um, Bludgeon Brothers, yeah, versus Team Hell No. This is another one that I'm thinking of in terms of the future for the people involved, mostly just Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I don't want him to be the tag team champion. Oh, he can hold that belt for three months, and that can be that. You think so? Oh yeah. What do you think happens here? Do you think that happens here? Uh, Kane, Kane, full on breaks kayfabe <laughs> and says he just cuts a a political promo in the ring about uh, I'm I'm content. He lost, right? 
Or is he still in the running? I thought he won. Oh, he Did won? Did he lose? I don't know. I'm going to look What's it up. his deal? He's like, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's got one of those, like, economic plans that everybody who has taken, like, a 200-level economics class, like, knows is bullshit. I mean, so I don't, I don't know. Every all the wrestlers are like Kane is so smart, but then obviously he's like pulling some bullshit. Yeah, but smart people can also be fucking stupid. Yeah, totally. I think he's got some bullshit, you know, uh, pretty right wing views that I don't think are very cool at all. But I don't know if it's necessarily like uh, he's just a dumbass. I think he's probably really interested in not having money taken away from him via taxes. Right. Yeah. And that's there's there's a faction of people where that's that's literally it. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. He um, won. He won the primary. He won the primary. So he's the GOP nom. Yeah. For and that uh, happened. That Knox happens County, in November. Georgia. So he or he North holds County, it until Tennessee. until October, and then he unmasks and he and he uses that voice. <laughs> <laughs> and he's. He's like, I've read all of Ayn Rand and I believed it. <laughs> and it's like, no! <sighs> and that's when that's when they turn on each other. That's that's scary shit. Yeah, what do you think they talk about when they're like on their way to the ring? These two, I, I, I'm sure that they just, I bet they're both good enough to each other yeah. to be like, hey. We, we just, all, we all just, sit through Thanksgivings. It's, yeah. We know how it goes. Totally. Um, so you think they win? You think Team Hell No wins? I think so. I yeah. don't know, man. I'm interested now. It's either it's either they don't win or they they it's either they win or they don't win because they haven't uh, figured out how to be a team yet. Sure. They're going to win at some. You think point. so? Are they going into SummerSlam as Team Hell No? Um, that's yeah, what's throwing I the wrench into so. things for me. If the, I mean, if that's their if that's the plan. I feel like there are so many moving parts right now that they are going to coast for a little bit just on the fact that everybody's excited that Daniel Bryan yeah. is back. He doesn't have to fight for the belt yet. We all want that, but there's also like so much happening yeah. right now that I'm totally cool with the fact that Daniel Bryan goes out to pop a crowd. Sure. And it's fun. Like I enjoy I enjoy everything that that guy does, and it's one of those deals where it's not like it's not like Finn, where I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing with sure, him?" Sure, you get nervous. I don't like that he takes pins. Brian is just like, man, like Whatever. I really like every aspect of like his performances, so I'm cool with it. I yeah. hope that it doesn't. That's not the ceiling. I, yeah, I think that's probably a very practical. He's on that escalator, baby. Yeah, he's going. He's moving. Uh, Jeff Hardy is fighting Shinsuke Nakamura. Sure. For the United States title. Sure. Sure, right? Are we kind of just like, sure? I think so. I, think- I just, I don't care. I would, I don't know. I don't know. If If Shinsuke Nakamura wins the U.S. belt, that's cool with me. Could be good for him. Maybe. I don't know. What I, else is he going to do here? I, is this a failed experiment? I is Shinsuke Nakamura in Are WWE you making that call? Like it a seems, failed experiment? I mean, he was great in NXT. I mean, and I also know that we're coming right off of like, oh, damn, that payoff 
for the AJ Styles feud was really good. But it wasn't great though. It was really good. Yeah. I think retrospectively that feud did not work nearly as well. Right. As I think. And he did good things in there. Yeah. What's Shinsuke Nakamura's best match in WWE? One of those AJ ones. Right. The last one, Probably maybe. Probably the last one. And that was good. That was good. Man, this I, is tough. It is tough. Uh, when, dude, when he came back, or when he came to NXT, that Sami Zayn match. Oh, my God. It was unbelievable. That's that's, uh, Th- that's like your favorite match. That is one of my favorite matches that I have watched on television. It was really good. It was great. It came at the perfect time in my life. And yeah, I, I've shown yeah. that match. I've shown that match to people. Um, and I think like when that happens, both of those guys have, have kind of not hit their full potential on the main roster. But when that was happening, I think a lot of us, at least I was definitely imagining Shinsuke Nakamura as the new undertaker. Yeah. As this, this force yeah. within wrestling that is just above wrestling because that's what he was in new Japan. He was this outside thing, this this like creature that could totally just show up at any point in time and take over the landscape. I mean, I remember the first time I saw that guy. Like the first time I saw him come to the ring with this big crown mm-hmm. and have him Can you think of another wrestler who is described by the comparisons are not to other wrestlers they're to fucking pop icons like oh he's like freddie mercury and michael jackson he also like kicks people really hard really hard and he's really good at real fighting yeah that's fucking insane like he's he's a groundbreaking performer i I, uh, it's been a bummer. It's been a bummer. I don't know if they're, I don't know where they're at with them, but it's starting to feel like, like, uh, yeah. this is just a, this is a tough spot. I think. And I don't, I think that what makes it even tougher is that I don't see any, any avenues for this to improve. AJ was the one thing that we were all hoping was going to be. Yeah the real showing for him and Mm -hmm. and it didn't play out as well as everybody had hoped yeah there's definitely good matches this guy can have with a lot of different wrestlers on the roster yeah but he hasn't had a good match like since he came up remember when we went to see him fucking fight ziggler in his first one and we were all kind of like yeah i don't i think yeah we've been making apologies chemistry Mm -hmm. and i feel like he's had no chemistry with a lot of people Mm -hmm. and that i don't know i don't exactly know if there's like one thing to blame on it but it might just not be like anybody's speed yeah i yeah maybe it just is not working with wwe uh braun versus kevin owens in a cage match poor guy you know what i I, i'm i'm holding on a little bit of hope uh just because he's they they're hurting kevin so badly during this entire thing uh there's got to be some way to like polish this turd for him because he's not going to like continue to fight Braun Strowman. It's not like, 
even if he like somehow manages to like pull off a win here, which I don't think he's going to, but or like you know look fucking incredibly good in the process, like he's not gonna Braun's not gonna like seek comeuppance from it. Yeah, that's true. Braun's also off to greener pastures. Yeah. So this is, I mean, and it's a cage match, right? Like this is ending a, a quote unquote feud of yeah. sorts. I'm, I, Kevin Owens like escaping this cage and being like oh my god like i did it like i think that I could be a really believe, good story you know it's like it's like you remember when uh when cody rhodes beat yeah. the big show and uh-huh. the tables match that's the type of finish that would work so fucking well right here yeah i mean that's very true i think maybe that is the stakes of this match is will kevin owens get away from this guy yeah that's kind of great. I'm, I, all I'm right, that you turned me it. around. You turned me around. I feel good. I uh, I also love that Cody Rhodes and Big Show. Like that I've, was I've so gone fun. back to and watched that like multiple times. When he just falls through, ah, oh, it's beautiful. He steps on a table and then he's like, oh. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit. AJ Styles versus Russo. Oh, I'm, for the I'm hyped. WWE title. This is gonna be great. How good was Rusev on SmackDown? Rusev was fantastic on SmackDown this week. He comes out, he sits in on commentary, and he just runs his mouth in the most Rusev way. He starts talking up. At least somebody brings up that AJ Styles drinks a, a lot of milk to keep his bones healthy, and Rusev says, "Milk is for babies." And just, <laughs> just he just says he's he starts talking about the quality of his calves and just. Just talking out like, oh, you could go back on the network and look at all of these shots of my calves. I have very great calves. It's like one liner after. I was losing my mind watching this match. Dude, it's like it's a very, very good like self-awareness of like how preposterous this character is. But like it's like just nothing but winking at the camera. Dude fucking gets it. Mm -hmm. And like I'm I'm really, really down with everything that they're doing with this character and not like turning him it's like it's like rusev is rusev is just one of those characters that like exists fully in his head and he doesn't respond to anything that like the outside (laughs) world would give him like of course he wants to talk about his calves (laughs) of course he believes that milk is for babies (laughs) He's definitely, yeah, he lives within his own kayfabe world within the kayfabe world. And he does such a good job of it. Dude, it's so fucking And it works great because he's a formidable opponent. He looks good in the ring all the time. He's a fucking monster. Him and AJ is great. I love that pairing. I really, I think they can put on a killer match. Yeah. Yeah, I've got really, really high hopes for it. Um, I don't think... Then it's going to be... Oh, before we get to that, though. Dolph Ziggler versus Seth oh. Rollins. Oh, yeah. Iron Man match for the Intercontinental title. The 30 feud. minutes, it it could go 60. I, like, why not? I, like dude, You're going to make us right? sit through this long-ass pay-per-view. Just, Just give us it. 60 minutes. This is what everybody wants. The 30-minute Iron Man match is bogus. I think it's bogus in general. They fought for 29 minutes earlier uh this month I, I don't understand why why they're doing a 30 minute iron man match 
But this match is going to kick ass. It's going to be fucking awesome. They're I, great. This feud is awesome. Oh, my God. It's, yeah, this is, and it's just like, it's, it's like when you go and you see, uh, you see an action movie, you know, it's a lot like Iron Man 3. Mm. You see it and you're like, you go in and you're like, you're like, I know that I'm going to enjoy this. And then you're like, Dude, yo, that was fucking great. Wasn't that great? Yeah, that was great. Yeah. I think that's what this is going to be, right? Where and I I just I've I've just felt like so good about it because it's been like so good for everybody involved in their own specific unique ways. Fucking Seth is a goddamn star. Dolph is like he's back. Mm-hmm. He's fucking back and Drew McIntyre, Diesel looks fucking fantastic in here and and it's one of it's probably it's like the only match that's that's on here where i don't give a fuck what happens because like this has just been so fun this has been so gratifying yeah it's the it's the anti the total antithesis of what we were talking about earlier where we're kind of fantasy booking how the end of this match is going to play out in the future thing any any end of this match works well for me. I think it's very exciting. It's just been everyone's in a good fun. spot. Yeah. I and like you said, man, Dolph. I don't think Dolph's looked better since at least you, since he won. Dude, he hasn't looked better since the fucking Alberto Del Rio. That's what, exactly what I was gonna say. And since he won that that belt there, and man, I, it, he is just mean. He looks cool as hell. He also. looks fucking great. Ugh. This is it's. It, this is good wrestling, man. This is yeah. exactly what we want out of things. Yeah. Um, you know, I stopped myself from saying that, you know, this is probably the main event. Yeah. Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. And you know what? I'm happy it's the main event because, like I was saying, I got to work the next day. <laughs> I'm going home. I'm excited about this fight, dude. I don't, I'm not happy it's the main event, but I'm excited about this fight. And I'm, I'm not going home in protest. I'm going home because I'm like, I don't need this, and that's that's okay. It's fine. I don't I don't need to need everything. It's fine. Thank just I, I and I want it to be the main event because I got I'd like to be in bed by nine thirty. Oh, good luck, dude. This 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 is gonna go on at ten. There's no way. We're talking we're talking Central Time, right? Yeah. Eastern time, because if it, if it's ten Eastern time, it's actually nine Central time, and we're. But wait, what about in the? Is there a Mountain time? What about in Indiana? Indiana, some See, of Indiana's Indiana is a little weird. They, uh, well, they're they're weird in a lot of different ways. Um, so this is gonna this match is not starting until ten Central time, eleven Eastern. No, time. this ma- the they will show the video package for this match. At 9.25. And I will Good be like, luck. see you guys. I'm not mad about going home. I'm saying, all right, I get to go home. I didn't have to watch this in the middle of the show. Um, I think it's going to be fun. I think they're doing a good job. I think so, too. I also just, I love that they keep painting themselves into corners with Roman Reigns. They're, this is going to get booed out of the building, man. It's fucking funny at this point it's ridiculous how how could they think this makes sense as a main event they know what they have to know what they're doing it's so absurd it's so over the top right it's 
it's kind of hard to like wrap your head around it at at this point because it's like the the amount of like maneuvers that they've had where it's like this new one it's like oh yeah why don't why don't we send uh why don't we send the hot new signing that we had to have roman beat him too yeah why i and it I mean, I guess it makes sense on some level. That's like, well, Bobby Lashley hasn't super gotten over really, so well, yeah. let's feed him to Roman. Uh-huh. But I mean, also, I don't know how much you've been paying attention. I think that Bobby Lashley's been looking a lot better. He definitely has, and the fact that he has turned this into a, you know, hey, you're not doing a very good job being the guy. Yeah. And Roman saying like, yo. Why are you back? You split. I like that. And it's we've gotten a lot of this is a relative statement that we've gotten a lot of personality out of Bobby Lashley, but sure. he's putting a lot of realness into it. Yeah, I feel like he's angry and he's ready to fight. It, I just thought about the fact that like Apollo Crews is gone and it's oh, like man. <laughs> It's true. It's true. They replaced him with a bigger, bald black man. A bigger, just straight up version of 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 him. Um, but yeah, I. It's hard to, you know, even though they're doing a good job with this as it is, it's, it's a pretty fucking miserable thing that we that we just just because. We know how this is all going to play out. I mean, even if it... Maybe they think that Bobby Lashley could win this match. Sure. But so fucking what? I, there's no stakes here. There's... I and I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's like what what happens if, if Bobby, Bobby Lashley wins? He's the new number one contender? Like... I don't know. I feel like, yeah, like why, why? That's really what it is, is the why. And maybe that, maybe, maybe there's a chance this doesn't go on last. Just because it's so kind of out there. It just seemed like really apparent what they were doing with like, oh, we'll have Roman fight gender because people hate gender. So they'll, they'll hate, Mm -hmm. they'll get mad at gender and, uh, and then, and then they'll Roman for Roman. Exactly. And now it's like, oh, well, why doesn't he fight Bobby Lashley? Bobby Lashley's really big. He's huge. But we haven't, we haven't let Roman beat a big person in a while. <laughs> I don't He's know. got something to prove. The big dog has got to prove that this is his yard. And it's true. And, and Bobby Lashley's. Bobby Lashley standing in it. I, that's you don't you don't stand in a big stand dog's, in a dog's yard. Yard. Stay on the other side of the fence. Yeah, the other side. The fence. <laughs> it's so nice. Uh, it's so nice getting to getting to hang out with you this oh, week. I missed it last week. Oh man, I missed it so much. Um. Hey, uh, and we appreciate all you out there tuning in and and listening to us. Uh, subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, 
leave us leave us a nice review uh tell a friend about the show about the vibe be like hey i know that you like vibes and who there's doesn't? this oh yeah I, show me someone who doesn't like vibes and i will show you the door I will show you the other side of the fence, which is where you should Get out be of my standing yard. if the big dog's so, around. But, uh, yeah, we, we, you know, we, we do this because we like spending time with each other and we like talking about this stuff. So we, we hope that you're enjoying the conversation. We will be back next week. Actually. I, I promise. Actually. I, I wholeheartedly promise that we will be back for episode 15. Until then. Thanks, folks. There's no point There's no good, there's no bad In this dirty little joint No dope smoking, no beer sold after 12 o'clock Rosedale, Mississippi, Magic City, Juke Joint Mr. Johnson sings over in a corner by the bar
Thursday when we Thir- record Thursday's when we record the podcast Thursday's when we record that's great well maybe maybe Chloe and I will have a podcast I bet it'll be really good I think it'll be a good podcast I think it'll be the best you can podcast. we can record it while I move